welcome everybody to your favorite Wednesday night podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. And tonight we've got a good one for you. We are diving in to Jewish folklore and we're going to be talking about the Dybbuk and the Gollum. And let me tell you, when I found out and went further into the Dybbuk and found out it's just not a Dybbuk box, that this is something that can actually possess you and even whole bloodlines, I was like, dang, now I know why they're sealing those things up and then like putting them in walls and throwing them down wells and stuff. Like the one thing that right. I didn't understand about the Dybbuk was passing down the Dybbuk box from one family member to the next and keeping it. Like I didn't understand that until I started the research that I did. And then it started to make some sense, but I'm not Jewish. So I can't, you know, I can't speak to the traditions and how, you know, cause for me, it's not, it's not sacred, but for them it is. So I can't so, speak on, on that part, but I would have just thrown it. I just chunked <laughs> it. Like, okay, I got a lock in this box and I'm chunking it. I'm done. <laughs> So in terms, uh, I do know that I don't know a ton about um, Jewish mysticism and all that, but I do know that um, they're the way that their belief system is, is that uh, words have power, which, you know, a lot of religions and cultures believe that. And, but for the, for the Jewish people and like all of that mysticism and spiritualism and everything that goes with it, uh, their language is actually very, very unique to really all other languages. Um, because not only does their language have an alphanumeric system, but it also has like a musical system that goes along with it too. So when they inscribe words, which we'll talk about later, um, when they inscribe those words onto items and objects like that uh, Dybbuk box, it, it almost like encapsulates the Dybbuk into the box. It traps it there. It locks it. It gives it an anchor point where... It can't travel far from that. And of course, once you open it, then, you know, it's kind of like opening Pandora's box. But once it's closed, it's sealed back in from what, from everything that I've gathered. But there is a difference between the Dybbuk uh, and the Dybbuk box. Because the Dybbuk box, while it may have a Dybbuk in it, um, the Dybbuk is a spiritual entity and uh, the plural of that is the dibikim or dibikim, dibukim. I'm not sure how exactly to pronounce it. <clears throat> I saw one where the pronunciation for dibik was dibuks and dibikon. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Yeah, it's but I believe that's the Yiddish, the Yiddish version. Okay. Because there's because you know there's two. Um, pronunciate there's hebrew and then there's yiddish and right. yeah and i'm i apologize for my ignorance like i said i am not jewish i thought yiddish was just 
something that was made up for Comedy Central. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't think that was a real thing. Like, honestly, I, I'm being honest right now. I didn't think that was like a real like thing yeah. that they that they had. It was a language, but it is. It's an actual Yiddish is a language for Jewish people. Yeah. And um, it's real prevalent in like Queen, Queens and the Bronx uh, and like New York, like Yiddish is like spoken up there a lot. So I, and I didn't know that. So you learn something new every day. I thought that that was awesome to me to be able to be like, you know, that's not just something that was written for Saturday Night Live. You know, this was actually, this is an actual thing. So good morning. Right. No. I feel like also, I should have one of those rainbows right now. The the Dybbuk is one name uh, for basically. Okay, do you want to explain what the Dybbuk actually is, or do you want me to? Yeah, sure. I can do that real quick. Okay, so according to Jewish folklore, a Dybbuk is a ghost or disturbed soul that possesses the body of a living being. Now, this there's different versions. But in this version, um, in the early biblical, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, the Talmud, Talmudic, the Talmud, right? It's it says Talmudic accounts. They are called Rukim, So the Rukim, the. T- the Talmud is, there were two different kinds of Talmuds. Uh, there was the Babylonian Talmud and the Jerusalem Talmud. And both of them are very, very early writings. Um, I guess you could say like the Jerusalem Talmud would be like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um I believe, well, actually that's the Torah. The Talmud, I think, is the first... Um, group of writings, though. So it, it yeah, has to it says, do with uh, those early, early biblical books. Right. There's the difference. There's the, um, and the, can you pronounce it again for me? Because I'm tongue tied. The Tal- Talmudic? The Talmudic? The Talmud. Talm- the Talmud. Well, the, they have this one spelled with a D I C at the end. Accounts, they're called the Rukmik. Oh, the and Talmudic? Mean, yeah, the Talmudic accounts. They are called the Rukim, which means spirits in Hebrew during the 16th century. And spirits became known as Dibiks, which means clinging spirit in Yiddish. And it says there right. are numerous, yeah, and it says there's numerous stories about Dibiks in Jewish folklore, each with its own take on the characteristics of a Dibik. As a result, the specifics of what a Dibik is, how it is created, etc., vary. So it's mainly portrayed as a disembodied spirit or the soul of someone who has died but is unable to move on from. One of many reasons. And some of it is because they committed too many evil atrocities in their life and therefore cannot move on into the afterlife. So they're kind of stuck in this plane of existence and have to atone for the evil that they committed while they were alive. I also read that um, the the Dibiks were souls that had escaped Sheol, which um, in the 
ancient Hebrew, the Sheol was like this waiting place in the afterlife between heaven and hell, that basically you were there, you waited there uh, until the day of judgment where you would go one way or the other. So, but there, kind of like there were purgatory different... Catholics. Exactly. Very similar. Yeah. In fact, that's basically where the Catholics got it from. The, huh. It was Sheol. I did so, not know that. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, I'm trying to think here. I believe that's where in, when they talk about in the Bible where, you know, the, uh, it's easier for a rich man to enter heaven than a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. Yeah. Um, during that saying, um, I believe one of the story, one of the characters or the story members of the, um, of that story was in Sheol at the time. So. Like the, I think it was the rich man that was in Sheol. I can't remember exactly. It's been a while since I've read that. That is but, interesting. Yeah. And then there's also the helpful spirits, which uh, those are called Magid. And they are the spirits that belong to a righteous ancestor. Uh, and it's also called Ibir. Um, right. Where... They are the the ones that help a person and um, kind of help guide the way for an individual instead of haunting them and possessing them and stuff like that. Right. The Dybbuk is basically the person who is evil and committed the evil atrocities. And they're what they're the Dybbuk is doing and staying in this plane is they're basically trying to outrun their punishment so to speak, exactly. they're seeking refuge from their punishment in the afterlife. So they're kind of outlaws of the afterlife, so to speak. Right. right? And, and then the, it, what is it called? Um, the variation on this theme deals with a soul that has suffered. How do you, how, I'm, I'm not sure how you pronounce this correctly, but I'm, I'm going to say the karat, karat. It's the K-A-R-E-T, carrot. I was going to say carrot, correct. but I'm pretty sure it's not correct. carrot. Yeah, I think it's correct. correct. Yeah, which means that it has been cut off from God because of evil deeds the person did during their life. So, now, but in another so, version of that, the tales portray the Debic as spirits that have unfinished business among the living. So, depending on who you're speaking to, the Dybbuk is either unfinished business or a really evil person who's just like, nah, I ain't going to get, you know, right. my, my judgment. I'm not, I'm not going to be punished for all the bad juju I brought. The, the Dybbuk almost seems like, um, almost like a Hebrew boogeyman kind of thing where there's, mm -hmm. there's so many different variations and probably some of it has to do with, you know, people using it as leverage for, uh, like controlling their children or, you know, keeping same kind of deal as, you know, keeping kids out of the woods when they shouldn't be out there, or, you know, that kind of thing where it's, it's told all throughout, through these different, um, these different ways to kind of strike fear in people. And yeah. it's interesting because like, 
in reality, the way that they would even know that somebody was possessed by a Dybbuk was like multiple personalities. And um, I'm not sure what the current politically correct term of, is for that. But um, yeah, like if somebody was almost wrestling with themselves, like mentally, um, that was kind of a an aspect of the Dybbuk. And mm-hmm. it took like quite a lot of, to exercise this Dybbuk out of uh, the individual. Oh, we got a comment. Oh, okay. Let's, let's hear so it. The best way to become a Dybbuk is to have unfinished business that's unspeakably evil. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I mean, you could... Yeah, you could do a mixture of both if you really wanted, but I mean... If you want to go down that road. Right? If you want to go down that road, but to be honest with you, nay. It is not for me, good sir. I'll pass. I will pass. Because, I mean, as much fun as it is to cause all the chaos, it does not sound very appealing to me to spend the rest of eternity being an evil spirit trapped within 10 or 15 feet of a box or a person or a place where I died or committed said atrocities and having to relive that over and over and over again. I'd rather face my judgment, to be honest with you, to just get not, in it. Done. Not to just mention, done. you might find yourself in a bottle. Oh, the flask. Okay, so yes. this is interesting. The way that the rabbi would perform an exorcism to cleanse a possessed person of a dibbic is really fascinating to me because we all know the mainstream version of an exorcism is through you know through the the Catholicism right bring me a priest I need a, an, a young priest and an old priest bring me my brown right. friends. you know so we know that version where you have to go through a series of questionnaires and a series of priests through a church who have to go through a line where they have to get in contact with the Vatican and you have to prove through, I think it's either a series of 10 to 15 questions and, and steps that prove that it is a legitimate possession. And then right. once you pass those, you have to take that evidence to the Vatican and the Vatican has to deem it a a real possession. And then they send a case. Huh? You almost have to like plead your case of, listen, this person is in fact possessed. Please help me. (laughs) Exactly. And, and here, and it's not the way the movies or TV series portray it. It can take months and sometimes years for you to be granted an exorcism because you have to collect so much undeniable proof that this person or persons have been possessed by a legitimate, I'm doing air quotes here. You can't see me, but I'm doing it. Demon. Okay. Or legion of demons. And if anybody knows, you know, English and you know words and definition legion that's a lot that means many so it's one person with a whole bunch of demons inside of them and then you have to prove that they have a legion 
of them inside of them, which can take years to do that. And then Levatican's so, got to be all like, yeah, I guess so. So let me send this board certified exorcist priest who is a whole sect of them themselves to fly wherever in the world this possessed person is and perform an exorcism, which can also take years to perform. Fun fact, fun fact, a legion is between three and 6,000. Just fun fact there. Yeah. Could you imagine being possessed by three to 6,000 demons? No, thanks. Hard pass. <laughs> that would be a big no from me. That negative. No, thank you. Now, no, thank with you, the full. with the Dubuque, uh, basically the way I gathered it was that you had the rabbi who would go through a process of fasting and um, prayer and kind of a self cleansing ritual system, like a a way of cleansing yourself and purifying yourself, and then you had to be surrounded with ten other rabbis and they would essentially call out the or they would ask the person they would immediately talk directly to the dibic rather than trying to you know squeeze the name out unlike in you know other possessions the dibic actually wants their name to be known so they talk straight to the dibic they ask its name they get its name and they start talking with it and mm -hmm. they like converse with it and figure out what its purpose was for, you know, what its that sin was or that purpose for lingering. And then they have this like, it's a flask and they essentially exercise the Dybbuk into this flask, which once it has been exercised, the flask turns red. So yeah, glowing. It's like a glowing red light from the flask. It turns right. bright red. It's crazy. And it's not just the, the flask. They have the flask in one hand and then in the other hand, they're holding a candle. And it's in most stories when it comes to the exorcism of a dibic. It's a pious man must perform the exorcism. So sometimes he will be assisted by um, I hope I'm saying this correctly. The Megid, the beneficial. Let me hold on, hold on. I can I can do it. <laughs> the 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 Megid, who is the ancestral um, spirit or an angel, and right. in some stories, the ritual must be performed in the presence of a minyan, a group of ten. Jewish adults, usually all male, or at a synagogue, or both. So, right. it's, and then, the, but the first step in this, as uh, Kellogg said, they, they, in the exorcism, is they interview the Dybbuk. They don't talk to the victim. Right. The, the person they, who's being possessed by the Dybbuk. It's almost like they have no real interest in the actual person who's possessed. They just really mm -hmm. want to take care of this dibic and, you know, figure out what has caused it to essentially be an unclean spirit and, you know, attach itself to the individual. Right. And, you know, they want to find out, okay, why well, you haven't moved on and also to find out the dibic's name. 
which is the most important part because they believe if they know the Dybbuk's name, like in the exorcism in Catholicism, if you know the name of the demon that is possessing the victim, then you have control over it. And that's like the most important part is being able to have control over the Dybbuk so that you can find out all the information, find out why it's still here, why it's possessing the person, and then convince it to leave. And if you can't convince it to leave, then you have to command it to leave by using its name. So, right. It's, there's a lot of similarities between. Right. And obviously because the, the Jewish people have been around for so long, uh, this predates all of, you know, modern day Christianity, Catholicism, all of that. I mean, because, the the Hebrew people have been, you know, I mean, they go back some of the oldest stories that we even know. So, I mean, it goes back to like Babylonian times and beyond. Yeah. So. Yeah, they've got they've got all of it. They've got all of it. They got every one of them. So there's no. I feel like I feel like a lot. Like in a lot of history, when you look at all of the different um, religions, mm-hmm. especially Western religions, they all have a lot of similarities to each other. Like they've all taken bits and pieces from each other and just kind of made a modge podge for religions. No offense, no offense to anybody about that. I'm not. I'm. It's just an observation that I'm that I'm making. It's not meant to be offensive to anyone who practices in these religions. I just, I, it's when you look at them, when you look at, especially with Catholicism, they, they took a lot from, uh, paganism and from, you know, because of the Irish people and the Scottish people, it took a, a lot from them so that they could bring them into Catholicism. So I feel like, I feel like everybody just kind of looks at it at one religion like the Jewish, the Jewish faith and go, Hey, you know, that's a good idea. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to put a little twist on it and use it over here. You know, I mean, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) at the same time, you know, religion, there is something to, I feel like, you know, religion is one of those really important things that you just don't mess with. You know, it's something that it's, it's very sacred to people. And that's not something that you should just take little bits and pieces of and just kind of throw it all together to make something else out of. I feel like it should all right. kind of be respected and, and well, left you also, in there you also have to remember that like the parallels that were happening back in ancient times. So like while the Jewish people were, you know, experiencing the Torah with, you know, the first five books of the Bible talking about Genesis, the creation story, the, the great flood and all of that, all of those things are also mirrored in the Sumerian and Babylonian texts. I mean, just read the Epic of Gilgamesh. He literally goes to Noah and says, how did the people before the flood live so long? I mean, it's there's connections and ties there uh, from these different cultures that, I mean, there was just this kind of, 
I would almost say like the ancient world, they, they all kind of were intermingling anyway. So, you know, it's, it stands to reason why things with like certain elements of religions would rub off to, you know, different peoples. And then they take that and then as long as they remember, they've had it and, you know, it continues on through history. So you're right. You're right. No, you're it's right. It's kind of crazy. You're right. I mean, I mean, it's a delicate balance. It's definitely a delicate yeah. balance to do that. It's it's walking a very fine line to mix the two together. I don't know. I mean, maybe now I'm that just said, sensitive about it. Catholicism. On that note, they they definitely did try to take other people's religious aspects and integrate it to make Catholicism look more enticing so that people would convert to Catholicism. So true. they definitely did that. That is true. For that sure. is true. For sure. That's now, true. We, we've talked about how the Dubuque can possess people, but now this is more mostly a, a spirit but what about possessing things that are not necessarily people? Like, for instance, a golem. Right. Okay. Now, this is what I know you guys were wondering about the golem. The golem is also a part of Jewish folklore. And this is how we have tied the two together. Okay, this is the bridge between the two that we have made. It's just our noodles working and <laughs> making connections where we've seen similarities again, you know, and it is what it is. So the golem in traditional ways and in, in, in some mainstream media, a golem is made out of clay or mud or mud and sticks and uh, mud or um Pieces of other people, like hair, teeth, fingernails, added to the clay or to the mud, and sticks and leaves and twigs and all of that stuff, depending on what region you're from, um, what culture you're speaking of, and what folklore we're in. Um, with the Jewish folklore, it's clay. Right. And you bring the, the golem to life by writing words into the forehead or the back of the head of the golem. And it kind of gives it a command, a purpose. And in a lot of the folklore, the golem was used as a guardian, a protector of the, the Jewish people. Right. So, and so essentially the, the first real golem was technically supposed to be Adam, because uh, in the Talmudic legend, um, Adam, for the first 12 hours of existence, was without body, or was a body without a soul. And basically, God formed the, the body out of clay, and then breathed life into him and turned him into, you know, a human. The first man. Right. And, but for that first 12 hours, he was literally a golem. And the, I guess the, the whole principle of the golem came from um, 
let me see if I can find it here. It was the the book of creation. And the book of creation is a really, really interesting manuscript because while it some people claim that Abraham was actually the one to write it, but um, they say that there's potentially multiple authors for this book just because some writing styles partway through change and it kind of it lends to that multiple authorship and it's really interesting because then that starts going into how the language works of you know the numerical system with the uh, with the letters and the sounds and it actually talks about like basically combining all of these characters to create uh, the word or the name of God. And they will write that name, which is the Shem Hamaferish. And they would write that name on either a piece of paper or a parchment and put it under the tongue of the golem, or they would write um, the Hebrew word for truth, uh, on the forehead. And when they were ready to end the golem and revert it back to clay and dirt, they would wipe off, I believe, the first section of that word. And then it changed the meaning to death, basically meaning it's dead. It's, it's over. It's gone. It's, you know, it's time has passed. But we don't need you no more. We don't need you no more, Gollum. You can go bye-bye now. It's almost like Adam was the first Kindle. <laughs> right? 90-foot Kindle, <laughs> apparently. A 90-foot Kindle. That's insane. Right? Ooh, the because Giants. In our Giants uh, episode last Friday, we talked about how Adam was like 90 feet tall, apparently. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Moses yeah. was 50. He was 15 feet and he was a giant slayer, which was pretty cool. Uh, That was fun to to figure out. You find out so much stuff. Look, when you when you start doing things like this, when you start going after (laughs) and like researching cryptids, you're like, oh, Bigfoot. I've heard of that or the Jersey Devil. You know, yeah, you're just thinking about a lot of creepy monsters that live out in the woods and stuff. And then you end up going down rabbit holes about inner earth or about, you know, Moses Mm -hmm. being, you know, a giant himself who slew other giants, you know, and, and it goes into uh, so many different religions and the history of earth and how the conspiracy theories of the origins of humanity being covered up. It's, insane people like i never thought that racing on on bigfoot would lead me down these different rabbit holes (laughs) so i mean it's been an adventure i feel like uh i feel like samwise gamchi here you know he's just like (laughs) packed my bag i'm going potato potato stew you can boil them this is the farthest home i've ever been Exactly. <laughs> like I was just going for a little hunt in the woods. Next thing you know, I'm standing in Mordor going, how did I get here? That's exactly how I feel at this moment. Like right? I, never, 
I never thought that this is where it would take me. So it's fascinating the things that that happen when you just do a little bit of research, when you start thinking outside of the box and just follow the different, I like to call them cobwebs or spider webs. When you follow the different spider webs and how it all connects to, to each other, the things that you, you learn and find right. is incredible. There's so much more on the internet, guys, than Twitter and TikTok. So much Just more saying. out there. <laughs> so much more out there that you can learn. Just just pick a subject and go for it. See where it takes right? you. It will and blow it, it, your it, mind. And it doesn't even have to be anything in particular, like mm-hmm. anything that has a little bit of history to it that, you know, okay, that's been around for a while. Just research it and then make some little connections and be like, okay, well, they said this. I wonder if that has to do with this. And then you start following that rabbit trail. And then all of a sudden you're realizing that Adam was 90 feet tall and Moses was like a giant. Yeah, the giant. You know, (laughs) he was throwing boulders. All right. He was throwing boulders and cutting Achilles heels of giants that were 450 feet tall. (laughs) I'm learning that, that, you know, the Jewish people had golems that protected them. And, you know, and that made me make a connection to, okay, so if you've got golems and you can put a dibbic in a dibbic box, which is basically just, you know, tethering a, a soul, to an object, um, my brain right. being the brain that is, okay, the crazy brain that I've got, and I've, I know there's so many other people out in the world like me, the crazy brain that I've got, it jumped like 20 different steps ahead and went lily pad, lily pad, lily pad, Frankenstein. <laughs> this reminds right. me because of Frankenstein, Frankenstein was, he was based of. Frankenstein's monster was basically a flesh golem. Yeah. I mean, it's really creepy. I oh, mean, yeah. it's, it's not exactly clay, you know, but I mean, if you think about it, he, he pretty much, you know, he put he so, body parts. It was dead body parts. Has anybody here seen it, young Frankenstein? Anybody seen, have you seen young Frankenstein? I have not. <gasps> with Gene Wilder, <laughs> he plays. You know, uh, he plays uh, Frankenstein. I don't think I have. It's the black and white one, right? It's the black and white one. Are you telling I, me? I know I've seen snippets of it, but I've never actually seen the whole thing. Are you telling me that we put an abnormal brain? <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch Frankenstein. Look, that is your goal. Okay. By the end of this I, I mean, week, you have to watch Frankenstein's monster because, or Young Frankenstein because it is amazing. It is hilarious. Roll, roll, oh. roll in the hay. It's you'll love it. <laughs> you'll love it. It's amazing. It is amazing. They have a whole. There's a whole scene where they do a song and dance together, where he's trying to prove that Frankenstein is not evil, and he dresses oh. him up in like tails and everything. They do like. You know, tap dancing. It's great. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's Gene Wilder. I mean, it's amazing. I, I do can't like believe we haven't Gene Wilder was incredible. Right, he was an actor. We've got three comments now. Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I've seen a lot of clips of the Young Frankenstein, but I haven't sat down and watched it in a long time. 
I'm disappointed in you, Dylan. Highly, <laughs> highly disappointed in you. Abby, 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 Abby something. Abby. Ab- Abby. Normal? <laughs> exactly. Abby normal. Abby something. Abby normal. <laughs> I'll throw a link to the the brain scene you were just referencing into the Discord so that everyone can see it. It's, I got it off TikTok, but I'll put a link to it. Absolutely. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan on the ball. We have a Discord. The link is up above. So if anybody wants to click on that, that takes you to all of our social media stuff. And we've got the Discord info in there. Join the Discord because... All of this, all of the links that we use to gather info and, you know, what we research, we post there after the podcast. So if you ever want to check anything out, look at anything, you know, see what we're seeing, that's a great place to do it. So follow the it links. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yes. Not to mention, we links. have a lot of, we have a lot of fun over there. So, you know, hang out with us. Well- that is true. We do have a lot of fun, but we've got so many links in that solo link above our head, guys. It's not just Discord. We got we got a tweet. We got the Tic Tacs. And we're soon going to have a Twitch where you get to watch us play spoopy games like the Mortuary's Assistant and Escape the Backrooms and watch us hunt Bigfoot. Yay! And Phasmophobia, <laughs> which is another good one, and Ghost Watchers is also something that we're going to be adding to the list of spoopy genre games that we will be playing as well. So you'll get to uh, watch us scream bloody murder and throw things. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that I do. I throw things. Anyways, back to the topic. So that's the, the connection that I made from the Dybbuk to the golem is having a a soul with no body and it's and then a body without a soul right and a body without a soul and then its purpose its general purpose is i ain't going you can't make me and the golem's just like i'm just kind of here to do whatever it is you need me to do and then just mash them together Frankenstein. there you go Pretty much. One plus one now, equals three. The very first <laughs> recording or the very first uh, explanation of a golem uh, took place in the Bible in Jeremiah. I believe Jeremiah was the one that did it. And it was him and his son. And basically, they formed this clay and created this golem. And then basically, they were given the the right words to sing and dance and do all of that stuff because part of the ritual in the original version with Jeremiah was that they would sing because again um, that Hebrew language uh, has musical notes associated and numerical values associated so when they're singing and dancing and doing these rhythms and stuff around it's actually intentional it, there's a reason for it because their language literally emanates life i guess you could say and once they created this golem and brought it to life they jeremiah immediately wiped the forehead and ended its life and basically was like i can't what 
this is wrong. And essentially there was a, God gave him a vision of how like the reason why this would be, this would appear as wrong is because if mankind can create life, then basically mankind would be seen as God and then God would be pointless. But mankind has never been able to create life in in this way with a voice because apparently the voice has to come from God. Now, this is all based on um, the Jewish mysticism and Kabbalah and all of that. So, um, whether we believe it or not, that's not up to us. That's their thing. So, but they believed that, you know, by doing this, you're essentially lessen, lessening the, the value of God. And so, Jeremiah just decided that it was wrong. And then fast forward to the Dark Ages, um, in the 1500s, you had the, the Golem of Prague. And uh, in that story, this was actually in Prague in the 1500s. And I'm going to try to say this here. Rabbi Judah Lo Ben Bezalel. Uh, who was a Talmudic scholar, uh, a Jewish mystic, and a philosopher. He basically was like, okay, something needs to be done. And he prayed to God that uh, there would be some kind of way to save the people. Because at that point in time, Prague was experiencing the, – the Jewish people of Prague uh, were being – they were hated, persecuted, and they were being killed. Um, and basically framed by people – or the people of Prague were saying that um, the Jewish people were doing blood rites, which was um, ending young children in sacrificial ways. And so not that they were doing that, but they were being – they were other people were claiming that they were doing that. It was an anti-Semitic movement that took place, and um, Rabbi Judah. Yeah. Anyway, his name. Uh, he basically prayed to God for a way to save his people. And in the morning, there was a piece of paper underneath his pillow with God's name on it and instructions to place that piece of paper or that parchment under the tongue of this golem that he would create. And he created this golem. He, he took his, his rabbi people, like his group of people down to the water's edge, created the golem, put the piece of parchment in there, brought it to life. And it supposedly served the people, the Jewish people in Prague for a whole decade. And, I guess what happened was this this golem lived in a church in a in a synagogue and it was I think it was called the New Old Synagogue funny enough and theoretically it's still there to this day because uh Rabbi Lowe he he basically every I think it was every Friday he would take the piece of parchment out of the mouth 
and then lay the the golem to rest for Sabbath. Well, one Friday night, after a whole decade of this golem serving the Jewish people and actually protecting that area of Prague so much so that it was, again, deemed safe, he forgot to take the parchment out. And the wiring of this golem just kind of went nuts. And on the Sabbath, he was still there. And he didn't know what to do with himself, so he just kind of went on a rampage and started killing people, destroying property, and all of this. And finally, um, Rabbi Lode figured out a way to – it doesn't say how, but he figured out a way to take the paper out of the golem's mouth and lay it to rest. And he put it in the – he put the golem in the attic of the new old synagogue, and there it laid. Now, it laid there up until World War II when the Germans actually invaded Prague and a German soldier went up into that attic. And that's where that soldier died from mysterious causes, quote unquote, because nobody really knows what happened to the soldier other than the fact that he died in an attic with nobody else around. So, you know, who knows what actually... Right? And supposedly, to this day, they've gotten rid of the staircase to the attic. They've boarded a boarded the attic up. They've locked it and deemed it uh, inaccessible. And supposedly, the, as the legend goes, that golem is still there to this day. And they just don't use it because he's just like, whoo, he went off into like, you know, left field. Well, not so much. Actually, Rabbi Lowe left him there because if he was ever needed again, they wanted to be able to bring him back to life. Well, eventually Rabbi Lowe passed away and the mystery or the the secrets of how to reanimate the golem were lost. So, yeah, unfortunately, that that secret, that parchment. Yeah. Yeah, that parchment, the name of God that was on the parchment is now lost. Well, that answers my questions, because I was wondering, like, why haven't they made any more? Like, why hasn't there been any more created? So now that that answers my questions right there. So, like, he, he right. took it to the grave. Right, exactly. And the the actual names, while... The Shem Hamaferesh was supposed to be the word that was the name of God that was written on that paper. Technically, it's the term, it's the uh, Tanaitic term describing the Tetragrammaton. So, and this is is all the Tetragrammaton is the like name of God, essentially, in, in the Kabbalah Jewish mysticism. Okay, and that was lost. That went to and the grave with, with the rabbi. So, supposedly there are a variation of different names that can be used to create this golem. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different names that have different numbers to them. Like four letters, 12 letters, 22 letters, 42 letters, 72 there, there are all these variations of names like Yahweh, which is the four-letter one, Y-H-W-H. And then it goes all the way up to a name with 72 characters. So 
Okay, so here's my question. Is it more powerful with the longer it is? Like, I don't understand. I was understand. wondering that too, actually. And I'm not entirely sure. But I do know that out of all of those names, the only one that is not known is the one that has 42 characters. That one apparently is lost to history. So, Is that the one that with the rabbi? I'm assuming that's probably the one that the rabbi would have used um, because all of those numbers, like 4, 12, 22, 42, and 72, those are all very, very important numbers in uh, Jewish mysticism and numerology. And there, that opens up a whole different can of worms than, you know – than I know of. I mean, I know some basic stuff about um, like the Jewish culture and stuff just because of like my schooling. But right. beyond that, like this is all kind of new to me in terms of like golems and creating life and all of that. So, uh, but the, the names of God are really interesting. Like how did they come about those? Like, do they have a musical tone that comes along with it? Like all of because of the language, all of this original Hebrew text, the, it, the numerology system for the Hebrew text is incredible. If anybody is ever interested in that, check it out because that is a very, very, very deep rabbit hole that is mind blowing. I mean, like the fact, that, like, you know, have you ever seen, um, whether it be on, you know, movies or TV, when um, the kids go through the bar mitzvah and all of that, and they're standing in front of the congregation and they're singing that, that song? Right. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Right. The reason why they're singing is because the numerical value of the written language has musical notes. Huh. Right. That is that's interesting. That is very interesting because see, in in paganism, and I'm using that as a blanket term. Okay, Uh Um, in paganism, a lot of spell casting and circle casting has to do with numerology and with uh, rhythm. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, aside from, you know, having to know the, each corners calling the, you know, when you call the corners, it's, it's calling north, east, south, and west. And you have to also know, um, like the stars and right. there's numerology involved with that as well. And music is a huge, huge part of it. It's a huge part of spell casting. It's a huge part of, uh, worshiping. So that's, there's another correlation for you. That's right. really interesting for me. So that's, that's yeah. a cool thing. And yeah. And it's, it's like, there's something to the singing and the rhythms of like language. When you put it all together, it does something special. And regardless think, of okay. what language it is, it, there's something special about it. Do you think it has to we always hint at this almost every podcast that we talk about, every podcast that we have had. Do you think it has something to do with the frequencies? 
Oh, absolutely. A million percent, yes. See, that's, I mean, it always, those frequencies always come up. I actually have um, a playlist um, of frequencies that I use for spellcasting, for um, doing manifesting and and prayers and all of that stuff and it has to do with a with different frequencies to use and the healing frequencies and focusing and because as you as we've said before each frequency helps a certain part of the body and a certain part of the mind and and all that and music is such a huge huge part of religion it is a huge right. part of religion. That's why for me it's it's always fascinating with the um the monks that don't use music at all that go completely right. the mute. silent monks. Yeah, the silent monks who are com- that is a whole nother level of focus. Like I could oh, never yeah. do it. If even if my life like even my afterlife <laughs> depended on it, girl, like I couldn't do it. I don't have the brain power for that. But there here they are like healing their bodies and like in some instances, even like levitating using these silent frequencies that they have created with their bodies and with their mind and their focus with no music at all and no rhythm at all. Just the the sounds of their own body. It's insane. So, so get this, um, that book of creation that I was talking about, Mm -hmm. the actual name of it is the Sefer Yetzirah. And in that book, uh, it talks about God's process of creating the universe using 32 paths of wisdom, essentially channels through which God cre- God's creative intention manifests in various aspects of creation. These paths include the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, which God engraves in the fabric of existence as if carved as if carving stone tablets. The remaining paths are the ten sephirot, uh, better known uh, in later mystical tradition as the ten emanations or attributes of God. Hmm. Um, and it talks about the sefer Yetzirah, um, like the sephirot appears to be the meaning of something like dimension. So. That ties like the ten dimensions into like this creation, um, like these ten sephirot are the different fundamental d- dimensions of the physical universe. It's it's mind blowing. So it's frequencies. Absolutely, it's frequencies exactly. It's absolutely frequencies. All of its frequencies. Yep. That's crazy. Right. And then um, in one rendering, it says that um, they are beginning and end, the dimension of time, good and evil, the dimension of person, and north, south, east, west, up and down, the dimension of space. And in the other rendering, the Sephirot are divine breath, breath, water, fire, north, south, east, west, up and down. So it's literally... Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's the up and down. Yeah. So that's it, cool. Which isn't that a um, misinterpretation as above, so below? Well, to be honest with you, that's actually an alchemical term because, uh, and that would have come from uh, Thoth uh, from yeah, Egypt. And 
Thought I believe it was mis- Yeah, and I, I believe it was misinterpreted. Um, it wasn't supposed to be as above, so below. It was supposed to be uh, something. I'll have to look it up because I can I can see it in my brain pan, but it doesn't want to translate to my mouth hole so that I can say it out loud. So um, I'm going to have to look it up and then post it in our Discord so that can, people can understand what I'm talking about. Because it was a misinterpretation. I just can't remember what the original interpretation was supposed to be, like the original text was supposed to be. But it is uh, tied to alchemy. Right. And, um, that would have been on the... The I think the first recorded case of that saying was um, from the emerald tablets that were written by yeah. Thoth, and um, at that point in time, I mean we're we're going way back to the Egyptian mystery schools. So, like, you you know how you like in the Christian. Um, Christmas story of like the three wise men that came to visit Jesus in the, in the stable, that whole concept, those three Mm -hmm. wise men were from the Egyptian mystery schools. But weren't they they also like supposedly not from, they weren't, they didn't they come like from inner earth. One of the theories Uh, that the three wise men theories from inner earth. Right. Yeah, that's a whole nother trip, guys. That is a whole nother trip. It's a different podcast. I'm getting off topic. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I've, the frequencies, man, it threw me because it's the frequencies. Like I said, everything's got fingers. Everything's got right. fingers. Everything's got a spider web that leads to a, a different thing and a different thing and a different thing. And if you're not careful, you will never, if you're anything like me, you will never finish a theory. I never finish a theory ever because I I start researching one thing and then it leads me to five different things. And I never get the original answer that I was looking for because I have found too many answers to things that I wasn't even looking for. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that. Now I have to go look at that one. And now I don't right. know. I don't even originally know what I was started looking at. Like, how did it's I get funny. here? When we were doing the the episode on the Giants, I literally found myself like... After the podcast was over, I'm laying in bed with my phone reading um, the the book of the patriarchs. And I'm like, holy cow, like, this is crazy. Just all oh, the nuts stuff. Like, it's just insane. I, I love it. This stuff is my passion. Like, I, I am a researcher at heart. I will sit here endlessly staring at walls of text, just like soaking it all in going, what, how much can my brain saturate? Because I need it. Yeah, but and, see, the gift for you is that you get to remember all of the things that you're reading and looking at, and you get to recall these things. I, on the other hand, my brain goes, that's too much information. Now let's pick and choose which things that we don't want to remember and get rid of that. We don't care <laughs> that we may need it to talk about what we're, you know, this point. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> We don't need it. We're just going to get rid of that so that we can keep this other cool information. Like I learned so much about the giants and about the Dybbuk and about the Golem. But you know what? The one thing that my brain is still hugging like a really big teddy bear right now that it just still cannot get rid of. Frankenstein's monster. Aside from that one. Because <laughs> I got two. I got two, but that's that? not as big as the other one. Bigfoot being a guardian. Still can't mm-hmm. get rid of it. 
It was last week, y'all, and I still can't get rid of that. My brain is just like, nah, we need to nuzzle this one for a little while longer. This is a golden that we just have to just, oh, you got a nom on it for a little while. And it's just like, nah, I need you to let that go because I'm supposed to be talking about how the Dybbuk is evil. And that's why they seal them in some boxes. And that's why we have Dybbuk boxes and you're not supposed to open that stuff. And then you got stupid people buying them on eBay and doing, you know, let's uh, let's do box openings today on our YouTube channels. Look, it's so fascinating that it's been sealed with three layers of wax. Right. Let's see what's inside. And most of the stuff, when they open them, Okay, most of the stuff in these boxes and these, you know, because not all of them are Dybbuk boxes, okay? Some of them are just people making some money on eBay, okay? Let's be real. Oh, yeah. Some of them that are actually Dybbuk boxes, okay, are oily and greasy because there's blessing oil or anointing oil on there. So there's going to be anointing oil or, or blessing oil on the inside, okay? And it smells it smells like death and decay. It's real gross. And it gets worse after you open it. It's disgusting. And you break that seal and you open it. And the stuff that's inside, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't understand what this is. Why do we have a, the lock of hair? Or why do we have this really weird playing card in here? None of this makes sense. Once you do research on what a Dybbuk is and where it comes from and its origins and why it's here, it makes sense the stuff that's in the Dybbuk boxes. Right. Because it's things tied to the Dybbuk itself. And that's why and, those Jewish letters are in there. Those Jewish letters are actually... Right. Like an anchor, because even though they're just characters, they're just letters on, you know, a stone or a piece of clay or, you know, whatever the case may be, those letters represent frequencies like yeah. numerologies, music, so many things that literally trap and tie these dibics to the box. Yeah, there there was a story of a woman, and I wish I had it. I'm going to have to, like, again, I'm going to have to link this in our Discord. There was a woman who had a Dybbuk box. She didn't believe in this stuff, and she opened it. I think she got it from a yard sale, from, like, an estate sale, and she opened it. And the Dybbuk that was tied to the box, okay, was um, in their life, they were an alcoholic and they abuse. They were a drug abuser. They they used illicit drugs. Okay, and it turned this woman possessed this woman, and this woman took on the Dybbuk's traits. She became yeah. an alcoholic. She became addicted to illicit substances, and it ruined her life. Like she was in a happy uh, relationship. She was married. Uh, her and her wife, she had, they had a son. Um, she's divorced. She can't get rid of it. Like, because she doesn't know what she did. She was, she just opened the box and now she doesn't know what to do because she doesn't know what it is. You know, that's crazy. Well, yeah. and with the, with the Dybbuk box from eBay, the guy opened it. And then like the next day, his mom had a stroke and passed away. I mean, like at that point, the guy closed the box back up, sold it, and like the new owners, they refused to open it. They've just basically locked it away and put it in a safe place. And now it's, you know, 
stored away for safekeeping because there's something to it. There is something to it. There is like if if there's something that says it's a possessed doll or, you know, a Dybbuk box, it's not don't buy it. Don't, but (laughs) it's not all fun and games, you know, because some of these things are, yes, they are a scam. People are just trying to make money off of your beliefs. You know, Um, they're trying to make, you know, dirty money off of people's beliefs and off preying off of people's religions and cultures. And they're trying to make money off of that. Right. But then, then you have the actual things, the real things. And now you're buying it and you're thinking you're buying it for fun or something that you're going to, you know, you can post on YouTube to, to get some views and some likes and stuff. And the next thing you know, you have ruined your life and you have ruined other people's lives, the people who are closest to you. It is quite literally Dybbuk roulette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quite literally it Dybbuk roulette. And that is, that is not a game that I want to play. We have, right? uh, we've got some comments here. Oh, let's listen to them. With like music and spellcasting, it's like part a plot point in the movie Knights of Badastum, which is an amazing movie. I highly recommend. It this guy fun. finds I a like real spell movie. book for his LARP wizard character, and it's like legit mm-hmm. spells, but you have to sing the spell to get it to work. And it actually yeah. works, and they summon a succubus to, at a LARP, which is just kind of funny. But yeah, it, it, yeah, it was funny, it's actually. the thing with magic. <laughs> Okay, describing what a real Dybbuk box is like, and I fucking work at a, at a Goodwill, and I found at least three in the six years I've been here. I'm so glad I just threw them down the chute of our compactor rather than opening them now. Yeah, Holy don't crap. open them. Yeah, do, do not, not open them. Bad juju. That's when you. That's why when you send me pictures of stuff when you're having those days where you've had all of the uh, the deliveries that you have, Dylan, and you send me the pictures of you sorting through them and the weird stuff that you find. I'm always like, you need a priest. You need to have a priest right? coming. <laughs> it is you time pri- for a rabbi. <laughs> you need a pri- immediately right now. You need a priest because the things that you find, Dylan, we could do whole podcast on some of the things that Dylan has had <laughs> donated to that Goodwill that he works for. It is insanity. I have never in my life seen so many crosses. I think it was yesterday or today that he sent me a picture of the wooden crosses that he had um, donated. And they looked handmade. Um, some of them had leather pieces it looked like leather pieces and beads attached to them and i was like why why is there a whole box of wooden crosses yeah that's i don't understand hmm. and they were worn too girl i'm not talking about somebody made like you know these were like projects at vbs you know on sunday (laughs) i mean these were like somebody just made them in their garage and had them like their grandmama or their great-grandmama or something had them hanging around in their house and it just didn't sell well at the estate sale you know what i mean like Uh and he's like i don't know and i'm like a priest call a priest (laughs) don't touch it just you know have them mysteriously disappear, Dylan. You don't sell, don't sell that. <laughs> you know, don't do it. Right? I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea, sir. Don't do it. Don't do it. Holy, oh, here's Miss Tina. Holy incoming messages. <laughs> I know, right? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. What did I do? I hit something. This is why I'll be so 
like frustrated when I see videos of people like opening random things or like you'll see on TikTok you know like you said most of the time it's fake but you see on TikTok just randomly open like oh I found this box underneath our exactly. house and it's like sealed up let's open it nah right. put that damn thing no. back where it came from put exactly. it back don't touch it bury it don't think about it don't look at it don't try to go back to get it and then Agreed. there was this uh i can't remember it's like this youtube channel that does like little horror skits and one of those horror mm. skits was this woman uh so got a knock on her door and she went to the door and it was just this random box at her door and no. clearly she didn't order anything time's running out hold on <laughs> <laughs> hotel we're just gonna have to keep clicking to figure out what what happened next don't open a dibic box noted <laughs> but on a serious note all the stuff you guys talk about very interesting i'm very hooked and everything you guys are talking about so yeah thank awesome. you so much thank glad you, you like yeah exactly what kellick was saying subscribe please because we're here every wednesday night and every other friday night and we do a different cryptid every wednesday and the paranormal umbrella every other friday is something that goes with the, the paranormal stuff like history mysteries and ghosties and possessions and spoopy stuff and haunted houses we got it all we got all of it oh yeah it's all there so yeah thank you for enjoying it i really appreciate that that's awesome feedback yeah. <laughs> Let's see what Sacred has to say. Yeah, but throwing it down the trash compactor, as soon as you compress it, it opens the box. Girl, don't tell him that. He don't need to know that. Just let just him be really unaware. Don't, just don't climb into the trash compactor and you're good, right? <laughs> trash compactor. Can you imagine a haunted... No. At a goodwill. You do not want a haunted trash compactor. We don't want a haunted trash compactor at a goodwill. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> now, I, now I'm going to start questioning. I love thrifting. I love thrifting. I... I get most of my furniture, like my antique furniture and stuff by thrifting. And now I'm going to start questioning, like, what's somewhere near the trash compactor? Who did this come from? When would, right? do you have like, <laughs> you keep records and stuff? Who? Kelly? What? <sighs> Sacred. I don't know. Stop. Stop using the brain. Stop using the bit. I need you to quit right now. Stop. Mm-mm. No more. Clearly, she didn't order anything, but the box was there. And, you know, anybody else with the right sense will go ahead and be like, forget that. I'm not touching that damn thing. You know what the hell she did? She took that damn thing in her house and then opened it. And next thing you know, a whole naked head, a whole bald head just like sticking his head out, just looking at you. Like, hello. What? And she couldn't look away. Her and her oh boyfriend gosh. could not look away. They could not look away. Because if they looked away, he got more out of the box. Oh, that's so terrifying. he was like, okay, we got to figure out what to do with this. And they go ahead and try to get close to it. And he makes a sound. And then he went away to try to go get some help or whatever. She ends up going to sleep and ends up getting killed. First you know, off, why would you go to sleep with a damn box and a naked head in your house? I, you know what? <laughs> I, I whack them all with that head, knock it back in the box, and put that box out on the street. That's what I would do. 
<laughs> find the nearest heavy object, whack a mole that thing right back into the box, close it up, and send it on its way. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like um, the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Right. I was thinking like, the same. Don't blink. Don't blink, girl. Don't fall asleep. Don't turn your head. Don't do it. Oh, I knew she died. What? Now I'm going to have to look that video up. I want to watch it now. Now I want to watch it because that's that's my kind of creepy. I want to see that now. Let's turn on a tangent. I'm done. I, it's just, I, <laughs> <laughs> Tina's offended. She is offended on that point. Yeah, she is offended. Like how? You don't open the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Tina doesn't want to know what's in the box. She don't care. She's gonna drop kick it right, right off her porch. <laughs> Screw the box. I mean, our store is haunted, so we probably do need a priest. Probably need several priests. <laughs> that is true. Dylan has sent me quite a few videos of his haunted Goodwill store and the things that he has caught, especially in the back room, like back there in the like the break room and stuff. It's pretty it's pretty creepy back there. Like I don't know. I'd ask for a raise. Just so for real. It. So wh- why if you're if your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever is saying, I'll be back, I'm gonna get some help, they're gonna get a priest or, or a police or something, somebody to try to help them in some kind of way. And they tell you do not go ahead and look and, and take your sight off of it. Don't look away. Why would right. you think I'm gonna go ahead and take a nap? Let me just skedaddle on over to this couch. <laughs> I should be right. fine. Huh? <laughs> she died. She's a fake. <laughs> I just went and turned this into a whole tangent. Ignore me. I'm done. I, nah, girl, that was funny. <laughs> that was very entertaining. I appreciate every minute of that. Every minute. The, the, the crosses I kind of put in a bag and sold. So, uh, about Dylan! That. <laughs> Dylan! Why, Dylan? <laughs> no, Dylan! See? Nah. This is not a free enterprise. You don't this get to just you, sell anything. This is how you perpetuate hauntings. <laughs> this, oh, man. Tragedies. Tragedies happening all over the world. This is why. This is why, right now. Goodwill. Goodwill. <laughs> Goodwill is the reason why we have tragic haunting. Really good will? Because it doesn't sound like it. That doesn't sound like goodwill. That sounds like tragic will. Right? <laughs> that sounds like paranormal will. called Alter. A-L-T-E-R. I just looked it up on YouTube. If anybody want to go in there and just see like the creepiest stuff. I love Alter. I love, love their shorts. Their horror shorts are so good. So good. Now I'm going to watch it. Now I know where to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It, it. He crushes the box in the building. That's the building's problem. I go home at, six, at 7 o'clock. It's, 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 the, it's the closing shift's problem uh-huh. at that point. <laughs> Just uh-huh. make sure nothing no. follows you home. No, see, and this is what I'm about to say, Kellick. This is what I'm about to say. That right there, Catch. that is a lie. That is a lie, Dylan, right there. It is you lying like a dog, sir. Cause I know because you have sent me videos. I have seen the videos myself, which I'm now gonna make you post in the spoopy videos on our, our Discord because he has gone home. 
and he has experienced some spoopy stuff in his home by himself. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That it's the building's problem. Things follow. They follow you. Mm -hmm. Attached to humans, to people living. Mm -hmm. What she said. What she said. Mm -hmm. Be smart about it now, Dylan. Be smart about it now. Explain. Explain yourself. Because you can't. You can't. (laughs) Uh, like I said, our store is haunted. I've seen full-on shadow people. I've caught voices. We've seen things flying off the shelf and all that fun stuff. I, I could tell stories. It, spooky stuff happens. Yeah. And now you know yeah. why. Because you're opening no. stuff. You're looking at it. Things are attaching. Touching. and th- mm-hmm. Don't poke Put, the bear. Yeah, putting your sausage fingers all over it. That's what happens, Dylan. That's what happens when you touch stuff you shouldn't touch. When I tell you, when you send me things and you're like, um, I am unsure. And I tell you, that's a negative, sir. Please do not engage. And you're like, ho-hum, I'm just going to stuff it in a bag and I'm going to sell all of it together. That is the complete opposite of what I have told you to do. (laughs) 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 This is what happens when you mess with things, Dylan. This is what happens. He's got, I'm going to make him post the videos so that you guys can see it yourself because he has, he has, he has caught the the spoops and he's caught the spoops at home. He is at home by himself and there will be things that have like in his bathroom, like whole conversations have happened in his bathroom with disembodied voices. Like he's trying to make a TikTok. And it's just whole conversations going on. And, oh, it's the building's problem. Tell me again how it's the building's problem, Dylan. This sounds Sounds like like a you problem, problem Dylan. (laughs) Right? (laughs) This sounds like a Dylan problem now. (laughs) And you'd be finding some nice clothes when you're thrifting and everything, too. Right? Like, I'd be trying to tell my parents, like, let's just, you know, we want to go ahead and get some stuff. Let's just go thrifting and get some stuff. Get some nice stuff. Because you'd be finding some good stuff. And they were like, oh no, I want to go to a store and yada, yada, yada. I want my stuff clean. And I'm like, you're going to wash it anyway. It's true. And you don't, you when do you buy stuff it. in the store, you don't just put it on your, cl- on your butt. No. You wash it. No, you wash so, it. So, like, you know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, Stephen King's next version of Christine is going to be the compactor. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's. It's going to be the compactor. Instead of the, the really good-looking car, it's going to be the trash compactor at Goodwill. <laughs> that's how that's going to happen. I'm keeping paranormal investigators. You know, it's job security for priests and exorcists and all that. That's what, that's what I'm doing with selling the haunted stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm keeping just... Keeping them in <laughs> Right? I'm just keeping people in business. I am, like, contributing to the economy. <laughs> <laughs> This was another video from Alter, and 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 this woman, she like there was like this random package. Here we go with the packages again, and it was like this creepy doll. So she go ahead and take it in, and she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna call my girlfriend," and they talking about the doll and stuff, and I, I, they was like, "Oh, we need to bring it on over. Maybe we can get him to watch." And y'all, are, you're like, you that's another conversation for another time. It, Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But she was like, okay, we can just bring it over and then she go to sleep. Then the next day, I can't remember it fully, but somehow something happened and she ended up turning into the doll. Mm. Oh, that's not okay. And then her as a doll was delivered to another house. And someone else Uh. saw the doll and they picked it up and brought it into the house. Like it was just a reoccurring thing. 
And just a perpetuating nope. the cycle. Are you afraid of dolls, Kellick? Is that a uh, fear of yours? It's not a fear of mine. However, I do find them very creepy. And mm-hmm. I do usually nope out when it comes to creepy dolls. Just So that. it's a fear of yours? <laughs> it's not a fear. It is a healthy respect. It's a healthy respect. <laughs> I don't mind creepy dolls so much. They don't, you know, for me, it's a creepy doll. It's cute. That's a cute, creepy doll. But I know several mm-hmm. people who are afraid of creepy dolls. They don't like dolls or clowns for that matter. So, see, clowns don't really clowns. bother me. I don't get it with the clowns. I don't get it with the cl- yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I've started something. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh boy. What'd you do? People just irritate me so much and I'm still upset because people be finding stuff in their attic that you know the previous owners never took out or stuff like that. And they'd be like, I'm gonna go through this. So what's this random chest here that has a lock on it? Oh, what is this? Why yeah. is all the mirrors covered up? Let's take them all off and just use them in a the house. No, there's a reason why oh. them damn mirrors up in that attic is all covered up. You know what you need to do? You need to leave them in there. And if you don't want to leave them in there, you go ahead and take them damn things and take it out your house and do not ever, ever, ever uncover them. <laughs> and the same thing with the damn box. Don't you dare open... I... See, this is why I'm not in horror movies. Because if I was in horror movies, I would survive. I would be okay. Because if I see something in my house that's not supposed to be there, I'm leaving. If I hear a random baby knowing damn well I ain't push no baby out, I'm out. You, you know... Tina... <laughs> <laughs> Dina, girl, it's all right. See, I'm I'm over here looking like a deer in headlights because I have gone to like not in the attics because I I know there are two things that I do not do: attics and basements. That's a negative. No, thank you. Not gonna happen. Um, but I have gone into like garages and like uh, estate sales and stuff, and I am guilty. I'm raising my hand right now. I am guilty of opening locked chests. I have been given the skeleton key and I have opened up locked chests before. So they were not sealed with wax. Okay. We're not sealed with wax, but they had a lock on them just for like safety purposes, just to keep like old books and journals and stuff like that, you know, there, but that's it. But, um, yeah, uh, I have not, though, uncovered mirrors or pictures, like portraits. Like, there's some, like, old portraits that they will cover with, like, when the person passes on, and they'll, like, cover it with uh, with black linen. I have not uncovered yeah. those. Haven't, That's, like, Dorian Gray stuff. Like, you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't mess Haven't with that, that stuff. But I, I have picked up people's, like like old journals and and antique books because I love antique books that is like oh, that's my weakness I mean oh my so mom does too ch- yeah my if mom it's a has books from like the 1800s and all kinds of cool yeah, stuff exactly I'm right there with her I am right there with her because if it's a chest of old books don't even open the chest just take my money take my money here you go <laughs> Take my money and give me the chest. I want the chest too. Just give it all to me right now, right here. I want all of it. So I'm guilty of that. I'm sorry. Not sorry. 
because I have cool books. So moving on. <laughs> the the horror movie involves uh, giant spiders or clowns. Then yeah, it's automatic death for me. But other than that, I'm alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Tina does not watch it. Got it. I actually fell asleep to watching it the other night. So that was I like it. I've watched, I don't know how many times I've watched it, the old one and the new ones. I actually like the new ones too. So, but I'm a, I, I love Stephen King. So, I don't know. It sounds kind of unrelated, guys. It can't be that. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Sure, okay. Dylan. And yes, wash it. Wash the stuff, the clothing you buy from Goodwills and th- other thrift stores. Wash them. <laughs> Somebody's got some stories. He's got, look, I've seen the pictures, okay? He's got some real gross stuff that happens. Oh, the amount of creepy dolls we get at Goodwill, too. Uh, You you just gotta treat them with respect. You know, they're they're pretty dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Respect. <laughs> Why did yeah, you do there? Because <laughs> I know Dylan and I have seen his face when he makes that sound and it's hilarious. So now I'm just imagining Dylan making that sound while holding. <laughs> One of those creepy dolls as far away from himself as possible, trying to like make it all nice to sell it at Goodwill, putting it on a shelf or something. The whole time he's like cringing. Oh, God. I'm never going to stop laughing. I'm definitely afraid of dolls. I do not like the eyes, especially the ones that open and close. Yeah. I'll be running around screaming like a girl, like, no! <laughs> there are a lot of people who fear the dolls, man. They fear dolls and clowns and uh, stuffed animals, um, especially like the Raggedy Ann dolls. Like, since the whole well, like, yeah. like they can't do Raggedy Ann dolls either. So, I don't know. A lot of yeah. people, like, I'd be more afraid of Barbie than I would like porcelain dolls or anything else. I don't know. All of the dolls pretty much freak me out. But funny enough, uh, stuffed animals totally don't bother me. Like, that, me that's, neither. Yeah. I'm, old mirrors, that would kind of creep me out. Because they're made with the backing of like silver and stuff. So they'll get like that right. black webbing. It. That's kind of mm-hmm. creepy. Plus it's a conduit, yeah. you know. It's a right. doorway, mirrored doorways, and they'll like trap dead things in it and stuff. That's just like, hmm. Well, that's why that's they say cr- not. That's why they say not to uh, look into mirrors if you're doing psychedelics. Not that we condone any of that, but just saying. <laughs> you sound. <laughs> Kelly has just revealed that she is a seventy-year-old woman, and uh, she. <laughs> Refers to the green weed as wacky tobacco, <laughs> and everything else is Alex. <laughs> Peace, love, happiness. Well, you know. 
don't like clowns. I don't away. like clowns. I don't like clowns. Clowns uh. are evil. Clowns are the devil. I don't. I don't care mm. what nobody say. I can fight you for the rest of my life. I will take that to my grave. If anybody wants to argue about how clowns are, I will fight to my deathbed that clowns are evil and they should not exist. <laughs> Whoever thought of, of uh, putting a whole bunch of makeup on and 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 smiling all the time and not saying that being happy is a bad thing, but sometimes they don't even be happy. Sometimes clowns no. don't even be happy. They just go ahead That's and have the makeup on to make it seem like they're happy. Whole time yeah. they're planning on your demise. And you yeah. mean to tell me people think they're cute? Who oh, who is a clown? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who last time a, last time a clown got close to me, I kicked that motherfucker down the damn steps and I would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the serial killer who dressed up like a clown, was that John Wayne Gacy? Oh, I don't know. I think it was. I think it was John Wayne Gacy that dressed up like a clown, and he was a prolific serial killer. I'm going to have to look it up, though, to make sure that I'm, that I'm, hmm. I'm right here. But I believe it was John Wayne Gacy that uh, that did it. Let me let me Google that real fast. Um, yeah, that one. Yeah. Go, you, oh, you can go ahead. Go ahead and do the other. Uh, I hit my mic. Other comments? I'm getting used to this. Yeah, I'm getting used to this mic arm here because I just got a mic arm for my mic. So I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Bap. Right into the mic arm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I also don't like mannequins com- because they they don't scare me as much as clowns. But would you ever catch me in a room full of them just for one of them to turn when I'm not looking? Hell no. I'll burn that damn place to the ground the same energy that I have against spiders and wanting to burn that to the ground. Speaking of spiders, there was another big old spider in my room. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But I was on call with Jesse the other day and a spider was on my wall and I'm like, there's a spider on my wall and that thing was huge. That thing could have covered up one of the sockets or the outlet. I killed it. I only killed it because it was getting close to my dog. That's the only reason I will fight for my dog. <laughs> I was right. It was John Wayne Gacy. Yay! Oh, nice. Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> okay. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy. He was the uh, the murder clown. Murder clown. What about flying spider clown dolls? <laughs> Why See, did don't you do that? that don't do that. Why did you do that to yourself? <laughs> Because you did that to yourself. I know you in real life. <laughs> now you're giving me ideas. <laughs> so, just so you know, all of these comments, they're never going to end. <laughs> they're never going to end. And we've gone like a half hour over. Okay, after these comments, we're going we're gonna to end it, y'all. So, we're going to finish these comments up and wrap it up. That, what was that sound that Dylan made when he was talking about the dolls at Goodwill? <laughs> I told you, girl. It's hilarious. It was just pure terror in his voice. <laughs> no, yeah, I keep that same energy. I don't like them. I don't like dolls. Nope. Oh my goodness, it's the same, same vibe, girl. Same vibe. With the dolls, something weird happened. Like months ago we got this like multi-tiered metal shelf thing right it's on wheels so we can just roll it out with the product and then i set the doll down on the on the cart turned around to go look through some other stuff and you know putting the other thing back i saw the doll's head was facing one way when i set it down i turned around to put the next thing on the cart and the doll was facing me 
it was facing the no, other way when I set it down in the cart. And like maybe a minute had passed and I'm the only one in the back room. Dylan. Eh. Not okay. Not Dylan. okay. You gotta stop. You gotta stop, Dylan. Stop this. Immediately. Like you you need some like and look, I have told this boy. It's really easy to make some protection for yourself before you go to work that you can take with you, that you can keep on you. It's real easy. You can some of these things you can buy at your local grocery store at the Dollar Tree. 99 cents. That's all you need. And half of this stuff you should already have in your pantry. Right. And your spice cabinet, it should already be there. He don't have it. He don't he don't even have the basic stuff in his. I'm like, man, sometimes I feel like I need to fly up north just so that I could help Dylan <laughs> stock his, his spice cabinet. Just so he can have it just just to cook, just to cook the bare minimum <laughs> to cook. Just to flavor his food. Right. Just to flavor the food, my guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> protection aside. What are you eating? <laughs> How do you eat? <laughs> no, I love you, Dylan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be mad, Dylan. Don't be mad. <laughs> it's yeah, all well. It was John Wayne Gacy. I still have yep. yet to watch his documentary because I'm scared to see his makeup. Um, I'm spookified to see his makeup, but I, I want to watch it so I can like, cause I like watching crime documentaries. Don't judge me for they that. They are good. I fall asleep too much. I like time. watching it sometimes. I do. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I just can't do it. I'm scared to look at it. But yeah, it's John Wayne Gates. You can do it, girl. You can do it. I got faith in you. You got this. You can watch it. That, you just reminded me, remember the year of the clowns? Yeah, they were just everywhere for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like Tina, what did you do? <laughs> were you in the? Were you in any of those areas where clowns just like showed up at people's like cars and doors for no reason? Because that was pretty terrifying. I'm not even scared of clowns, but that was don't don't do that. Don't chase me. Don't come out of nowhere. Just stand there and stare at me in the window while I'm eating McDonald's or something creepy. I didn't even know what it was for. It was so weird. It was just like the years of clowns. They were everywhere. It wasn't even Halloween. Yeah, they were everywhere. It was pretty interesting. I was amused by it until I think it was like two in two different areas. I think one was in Georgia where one of the clown guys took it a little too far and actually assaulted somebody like physically like hurt yeah. somebody. It wasn't that was like the rest of the stuff. They were just there like. They were there pulling a prank. They were there to scare somebody. It was like right before Halloween. I think it was like two months before Halloween and it went on until October and then after Halloween and stuff. And they were just there to like pull a prank, scare people, you know, run them across the bridge or over the nature trail or down the street or whatever. And then they cut into someone's side yard or something to hide and Ooh, spoopy. But I think it was two incidences that I personally heard of where the, it was actually like they actually hurt somebody like on purpose. So that's. Yeah, that's, that's never OK. That, no, it was never, never a cool thing. So no field trip to the clown motel with Tina. Noted. No, no. I want to go. I want to go to the clown motel like real bad, real bad. I want to go real bad. But there's like three people I can't take with me. Tina is one of them because they hate clowns. So I'm gonna take a wild guess that Tina is not a fan of Ronald McDonald's. His name? I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I think you would be right. You would be right on that. Tina does not like clowns. Why the hell would you say some flying spider clown dolls? <laughs> why? Why? You know what? What did I it's do to you? What, what, did, what did I do to you? <laughs> what did I do? You, re- what did you I do revealed y'all, too much. Y'all to be trying to spook me and give me nightmare fuel for the rest of my damn life. What do I do to y'all? Did I steal y'all chicken nugget? You know what? I don't regret it. It was good and it was delicious. <laughs> there. I said it. I hope both sides of your pillow is warm for saying that. <laughs> The sound I made was just please don't attach to me. Please do the night. Bitch, wait, voice. All right, so talking about stocking your cabinet, how many times have you called me and I go, do you have this? No. Well, do you have that? No. And now I give you a box of shit. I'm sorry, we're experiencing technical difficulties at the moment and can't continue with that comment. <laughs> Don't, bro, I know where you live. Don't make, <laughs> don't make me come to you and just I will, sm- man, I'll do it. So, pot calling kettle black, maybe. That's oh. enough for you. That's enough for me. I don't want to hear it. I am fully stocked now. All right, I am fully stocked now. I don't want to hear nothing from you, peanut gallery. You better stop. Why, why are you telling on me like that? Why are you putting my business out like that all over? You're supposed to be my friend. You are supposed to be my friend, and you're not. Look at you. Stop. I'm. I'm currently mad at you. I'm just letting you know right now. Forewarning. <laughs> Mrs. Glass. Yeah, I remember them clowns. The kid. The, uh, there's a sign. There's a whole bunch of people uh, dressed up as clowns running around neighborhoods. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting for someone to come near my damn window. Okay, and on top of that, it was uh, it was uh, during a time when me and my family was in an apartment where we was on the bottom floor, so it was easy for you to go to our window and just tap it. I was waiting to see somebody in a damn clown. Oh, I was waiting. I was waiting. The way I would beat somebody's turtle. She was ready and At the same time, I was scared. So I, I go into either uh, fight or flight mode when it comes to clowns. I don't. You don't know which one you're gonna get out of me. Just know one of them. That come one. Out. It was fight for that one. That one was fighting. That one was fighting words. She was ready. She was red. <laughs> she was gonna smile in her mugshot too. Dylan, <laughs> I hope you're joking about a damn clown monster. And no, yeah, it's no, a real I thing. will never go to no damn clown motel. I wish the hell it's I would. Not I a wish real that's the quickest no. way. That's the quickest way for me not to talk to you ever again in your life if you took me to a damn clown motel. That's the it's quickest real. way. One of the quickest ways. There's a lot of quick ways for me to stop talking to you, but that is up there. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. You should look it up. I think it was um, Zach Bagans. On Ghost Ventures, they did a um, whole episode dedicated to the Haunted Clown Motel. It's a real thing. You should look it up, girl. I'm just saying it's there. I got issues with Ronald McDonald, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he's a clown or that that he's, you know. Ronald McDonald? He's not a cool person. <laughs> Personally offended by Ronald McDonald. <laughs> 
That is amazing. I just want to tell everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. As per usual, your comments are what make our night. Thank you so much for participating and for listening and just your your general fun. Because you just you guys bring the fun every podcast, and we really appreciate your participation. Again, you thank you so much for being here. Say your thing. Say oh, it. I was just saying, you guys are awesome. That's right. Kellick likes to just kind of pop in and say things every now and then because she doesn't <laughs> like to do the. She don't like to do the the opening and the closing. She doesn't do that. She leaves that to me, but occasionally she'll just like pop in while I'm in the middle of doing it and just be like, be like, hi, no, you're great. That's all I wanted to say. That was it. It's, it's good. <laughs> just agree. No, I'm just going to agree with you back here in the background. You <laughs> your adorableness. But no, seriously. Thank you, everyone. All of your comments and your participation and everything. It just means, it means a lot to us. It really does. Thank you for the follows and thank you for the feedback. We appreciate the feedback immensely. Again, you see that link above our heads that takes you to all of our social medias. And if you missed our past podcast, guess what? That's okay because you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. And you can find all of those links above our head right there. And that solo link. And we have a Discord, an IG, a Twit, and a Tic Tac. We got all that. And we're going to be premiering our Twitch channel soon. <clears throat> That's a whole nother production in itself where you get to watch us play horror games and scream at each other and pass out and all of the fun stuff. All the, I guarantee you it's fine. Just, just bring the snacks and watch the things. Thank you for being here tonight. Don't forget to join us on Friday night where we're going to continue our part two to our giants for the paranormal umbrella. We're going to wrap that up on Friday. So don't forget to join us here on stereo for that. And again, if you don't catch it, that's fine. You'll be able to hear us on stereo or on stereo on iHeartRadio and on Spotify. Only on stereo though. Can you participate live? Because everything else is recorded. So anyways, thanks again. Don't forget to check under your bed, grab the salt, make your circle, and get your favorite snuggle buddy or your squishmallows. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Take care.